Welcome, everybody, to the Mayfair Theater Podcast, episode 52. 52. We're a little late this week because Mel was sick. And (laughs) I don't know what day it is. (laughs) Mel had the pox and was in quarantine. Yeah. I was feeling pretty shitty. Everything was sort of blurry. My nostrils were. That was what I I checked in with you. Yesterday morning, I think, and I was just, I texted her Facebook, whatever, and I was like, how you feeling? And she was like, oh, well, I can see, but I'm still pretty weak. Your, your Instagram posts were pretty <laughs> surreal. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was like, this is what it looks like from my eyes. I was like, I was like laying in bed and everything was sort of like dark in the corners. And it was like, am I, am I in Pan's Labyrinth? It's so, oh. the monster going to come out of the corner? Glass half full. Well, I can see. <laughs> it's like, man. See, I was, I was, you were just talking, I don't get sick, which part of me is a little afraid of, like it might be some kind of like, like it's just waiting, like, like. You and, like anti-AIDS? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to get hit with like, like a common normal cold, and I'm just going to be like on the ground crying and being like, what is this? I don't know, like, like I haven't been sick, like I haven't puked since I was like a kid. That's awesome. Yeah, but I also, I don't get headaches. And it's either because I'm, like, not trying hard enough in life or, you know, like, I'm too laid back. But I'm going to get a headache one day and, same thing, be, like, on the ground in the I fetal position. Tumor. Yeah, what's wrong with me? So anytime I see someone who's sick, like, it's it's fascinating because I, I don't get... People don't get to take care of me and bring me soup and stuff because I'm, I'm, I don't get sick. But, like, my last roommate before I grew up, uh, what, you know, Fred, um, he, he gets sick. He knows how to get sick. And and with like like he an knows old how to get he knows like, how. like with like an old timey hot water bottle yeah. and like a, like one of those like a hat and I'm just like what why do you like and so I he has of, the kit he has the kit yeah and and so I took care of him a couple times when we were roommates oh man and uh, but I was like I was like where did, how do you know people still made hot water bottles like, like like from a cartoon like one of those like like so they're the best yeah <laughs> so were you were your roommates just like. I just closed the door. <laughs> like the cats were like, "Hello, alive? hello." Felix like came and bugged me uh, an abnormal amount. It felt like, and I don't know if it's just because I was I was stagnant. I didn't move all day. Or... Yeah. So you weren't even like watching movies or reading comic books. You were oh, just. Oh, there was dead? something on for noise, but like, I don't remember really what it was. God, <laughs> it's a blur. Yeah, yesterday I tried to watch a couple of documentaries, and it was like, ah, I don't understand. And then I, it was like, okay, let's move to a stupider documentary, like a slightly less uh, charged topic. One where you don't have to think. Yeah, exactly, but that's not really a thing. Yeah. I wanted to watch a documentary. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up watching a bunch of stupid shit. I, well, completely off topic, but I'm just going to mention it because it's an interesting film type thing. I was just saying to Andrew that, speaking of bad movies, I watched Pixels. Oh, okay. At home. Which we're not showing. Which we're not showing. <laughs> we are not showing pixels. Uh, and it's just, I stumbled on it at our, our library neighbors. Yeah. And I was like, and I like old video games. And I and, and, and it's directed by Chris Columbus, whose resume is like stuff like... Home Alone. Home Alone and, and Gremlins and the first couple Harry Potter movies, you know. So I knew it was going to be bad, but I'm a glutton for punishment. But a movie like that is kind of fascinating because imagine an alternate universe where... Instead of Adam Sandler being cast in it, if Chris Pratt had been cast in it. Because when Adam Sandler came in, he brings all of his guys with him, his screenwriters, everything like that. So every time he wasn't there, and the effects are really cool, and, and um, 
good supporting actors. And you're just like, man, poor Chris Columbus. Because if somebody else had been cast in this, this might have been a big surprise hit, like Lego movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think people are kind of done with Adam Sandler. And instead you're just like... Man, oh, Adam like, Sandler set himself up for it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I've never really liked the guy. I know, you know, there's he's got his followers and whatever. Yeah. But I really wasn't surprised by everything that came out. The he, ridiculous. He had his bullshit. shtick. Like, and I fully admit, like, God, this is 20 plus years ago. But, like, some of his, his Saturday Night Live stuff. making Billy Madison for yeah, the last 20 years. I, I liked Billy Madison, and I liked Happy Gilmore. And I appreciate it when he tries to do something different, like Punch Drug Love, but that seems like he's kind of given up on that. That's, I think, the only time I've yeah. enjoyed him ever. Yeah, and I was like... when I, He's good in Spanglish. In Sp- yeah, so a couple times when, like, he's... When he's not doing Adam Tried Sandler. to do something, but then I think he just went like, oh, I make a lot of money being Adam Sandler... Which you can't begrudge him for, but it just yeah. like, doesn't seem to like, be having who fun. Likes that guy? No, so maybe now, maybe now that his film career is over, he'll try more because he hasn't had a big hit in a while. But no, it's it's interesting when you see a movie like that. And so, I was saying to Andrew, my argument is, don't remake good movies, but in ten years, try to make Pixels again. Yeah, because it's a cool, fun idea. But, and people won't know it's a remake because yeah. they won't remember the original Pixels. And no one will complain about it. They won't be like, oh, you're remaking Planet of the Apes yeah. or, oh, you're making another Spider-Man. They'll just be like, oh, cool, an old video game movie. <gasps> but yeah, it, it's just, it's, because nobody, nobody tries to make a bad movie. And it's funny because we're just on the heels of, of uh, Dangerous Men. Like, nobody, but like. he wasn't <laughs> trying. That's no, they were. how it ended yeah, up being. Dangerous Men, which, which, I don't know, might be back on our schedule someday because it did pretty well the first night anyhow. Yeah, and and a great and people really liked it. Great people crowd. Really, yeah, it was sort of like a mystery science theater crowd. They were throwing some jokes at the screen and everything. And it, it was just like it's fascinating. Wasn't there a standing ovation. Yeah, I was up so in the balcony. Like people clapped. What yeah. one guy got up and did the old like tur- hey. turn around to the crowd and like get up, get up. <laughs> like, but it was, it was. I won't even. I don't know if I can spoil it, but I won't even say what the ending was. There is no ending. It just but it's stops. just like it was like the producers looked at their watch and were like, "Oh yeah, that's ninety minutes." And it had not f- even it's like 80, 80 79, minutes. 80 minutes. Freeze frame roll credits. Like it was. It's <laughs> like the whole movie's on a timer. Okay, you have seventy nine minutes to tell your story. Go. Go. Yeah. And then they just run out of time. And if you would have told me that it's three different movies randomly cut together, I would go. Oh, that makes sense. Because there's just, there's characters that disappear, and there's just, like, it's... The last scene, I mean, I, I guess, spoiler alert, but I yeah. mean, I don't know you if that counts, because yeah. the movie doesn't make any sense no. anyway. Yeah. The, where uh, the villain, yeah. Black Pepper, comes in, yeah. he, he break, he's being chased by the cops, he comes into this woman's house, she's n- sitting on her couch knitting, and she's blind. Blind, Yeah. Uh, but she senses somebody coming into the room, so she pulls out a pistol from underneath her, whatever she's knitting. She just happens to have a pistol, and it's a Luger. Yeah, she's making a sweater. And I didn't <laughs> notice this the first time I saw it, but I'm, I'm sitting with Lee, and he turns to me, he's like, why is she wearing a watch? She's blind. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. It's one, of those, it's one of those movies. Maybe it talks to her. And there's one where a guy, one scene where, where our hero, I guess, is they're, they're setting up, it's horrible. Like, they're, they're, they're getting a woman to get a, a biker. She, she, she's the bait. So a biker is about to do horrible things to her. He's in the car to save her, but his foot is stuck in the seat? Like, inexplicably. Like, just his foot stuck. He's, he's hiding there. Hiding, yeah. With a motorcycle helmet on. 
Which we and he tries explained. to he tries to come out, but it, yeah, his foot is stuck between the the, car, the front like, seat or something. Yeah, it, it, so it, it takes him a while to get out and save her. And and the and the music score, which luckily has left my brain now. Um, uh, I was you, sitting sitting there with my friend Fred, and and in the first five minutes, he leans over and goes like, "This is going to be the whole movie," jokingly, because it was the same kind of keyboard eighties music. Yeah. So. 60 minutes later, the same music's playing, and Fred's like, kill me, kill me. <laughs> I can't hear this music anymore. You can hear it if you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, I think it's on SoundCloud. Oh, my the God. Da- just type in uh, Dangerous Men or Draft Tapes Films, and there's, I think, three tracks, God. and it's like, like porno music, basically. Yeah. So, it is, so this the filmmaker, he did movies before this, right? Are there I other think movies he did, like, there? one. Can we get another one? I don't know. He, like... Produced. I don't know if he directed another movie, but he may have produced an Iranian film. Yeah. Um, that I don't think is anything like Dan- Dangerous Men was supposed to be like his American right. debut. And he thanked himself in the end credits. It was the, the opening credit. The yes. opening credits are like created and and directed by John S. Rad, produced yeah. by John S. Rad, music by John S. Rad, and his real Iranian name is in brackets. Yeah. Uh, in small type on the bottom of his American stage name. Yeah, he has four credits. Only he is thanked music, in the beginning. Music, yeah. and at the end, uh, special thanks to John, John S. <laughs> Rad. Yeah. So, first movie where he thanks himself. But it was great. Where it the was, filmmaker it was, thanks himself. Yeah, it was, the crowd, some of our regulars were there, and they loved it. Very, different demographics uh, in, in age, and people who you think might enjoy a bad movie like that. Yeah, like we have our regulars who come and see everything, and yeah. they're like, oh, what's this about? So, yeah. And then, you know, all the... All the college kids who like the room. You know? Yeah. I should note, uh, before this movie, one of our regulars who... Um, I don't even want to be too specific. Yeah, because name I, names. Not that I think that he would listen to the podcast, but um, he's like uh, out and about in the neighborhood, you know? Like, if you... Yeah. You would recognize him if yeah. you were around here. Um, he works in the neighborhood, but he's generally, like, not a very smiley guy. Not that he looks grumpy per se. He yeah. just like you walk by him, you say hey. Yeah. He's not smiling at you. He might nod. He rarely will respond. Uh, when he comes to buy his ticket, there's not a whole lot of conversation, which is fine. I will never fault you for just like wanting to buy your ticket and get the fuck in there. <laughs> but he just like barely which is our talks. our new slogan. <laughs> buy your ticket and get the fuck in there. Yeah. Do 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 do. Okay. Uh, anyway, like whatever. He's just like not super conversational, not super smiley. But he comes in to see Dangerous Men, and he starts asking a bunch of questions about yeah. like how, where do <laughs> we get these this? cardboard? We have these little cardboard flyers for the movie. Yeah. How did you get these? Uh, you guys have a tape. Uh, what am I in for? Like sort of like smiley and jokey. I mean, I didn't see him at all afterwards, so I don't know how he is now, but, like, hopefully he's <laughs> kept it up. Like, yeah. this is the first time I've seen the guy. There was smile. a guy who came and saw it twice. Oh, wow. I he hope came. it was him. I don't know if it was him. I don't know if this guy's a regular. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really recognize him, but he's he came to see something on Saturday, and he's like, oh, I, I think I'm going to come back yeah. for yeah. the second screening of Dangerous Men. Nice. Yeah, it's always, I'm so glad when a movie... Because there's something about going to see a movie... I don't know what the term is, but doing things on certain days, you know, Saturday morning cartoons or certain routines or Tuesday movies, a lot of yeah, or even like 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 if you have like a a, you know card night with your friends or whatever. There's something about I don't know, like like an an aura for lack of a more non hippie word 
about going to see a movie on a Friday night with a good crowd. Like, it feels like an event. It feels like... And they're there for the movie. They're not just there to, like, oh, we'll go see this film. Yeah, and they're talking about it, and they're excited to see it. There's a buzz in the air. And whether it's... And a complete opposite end of the spectrum, when I saw The Martian on a Friday night a couple weeks ago, same thing. And it was, like, a big crowd. People knew it was, like, an Oscar-type movie and really into it, laughed at the funny parts, gasped at the scary parts. And Dangerous Men, complete opposite of The Martian, had that same feel of people, like, who who marked their calendars a couple months ago when we announced it and, and were, were, you know, changed plans and, and, and it was date night or whatever. But there's something fun about that. that, that, that and that's what saves the movie theater experience because, of course, as we were saying, you can get, you know, for me, the, li- the library is my video store. Mm. And then I, like every other human, watch movies on Netflix, but rarely. I'm, I'm trying to watch more... Since I've done the 365 challenge last year, now I'm just watching, like, TV at no, home. Really <laughs> yeah. You need to, like, unwind now. And it's funny, if you listen to Doug Love's movies, he's the same thing. He's like, he's like I'm, like, two weeks into January, and I haven't watched a movie yet, and it feels so good because I'm overloaded, you know? So, um, but yeah, the going to see movies at the movies is, is, like, if I had watched Dangerous Men, like, you and Lee watched Dangerous Men at home. Yeah, we watched a screener. A screener of it. place a couple months prior. But seeing seeing that in the big screen is yeah two hundred times better, and it looks great. It's shot on film. It wasn't a print, but it was from a print. Yeah, there's prints of it float. There was like twenty prints made of this movie that's in the crazy. states. Wow, that's nuts. Um, so it looked fantastic, you know. Yeah, it looked it looked like. So what year was it actually shot? I'm still confused about. I. That. 80s? It's hard to say. Late there 80s? is a Vanity Fair article that I think gets into that, but I had read somewhere that the majority of the film was shot in the mid '80s. Yeah, it looks. But like there's it. a scene where there's in a guy's office, and the calendar says like January 1995. Oh, really? So I I'm guessing it's one of those. It's one of those movies where, you know, they shot what they could, ran yeah. out of money. He went to go raise some more money, then they continued shooting, and then yeah. you know months pass by, years pass by. You know, it's one of those low budget yeah. movies. Man, yeah. So, but it's it's. Uh... It's it's something like it's, yeah. it's 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 an event, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's and it's hard to explain to people who don't like bad movies. Like I don't. And it's hard to sell. Like if yeah. if you don't know the concept, of, like good movies and bad movies, but movies that are so inept, yeah, um, that they're just very surreal and entertaining in that way. It's yeah. it's hard to explain that to people who don't get that, who don't know yeah. like the Ed Wood films yeah. or you know. Because, cause like... Well, even, like, even if it wasn't this kind of movie, sometimes movies that we play are just, like, here's the premise. Yeah. Like, Tangerine, how do you explain that to somebody? Oh, yeah. I saw Tangerine, awful. and it's oh. fantastic. Oh, it's, it's the so best. good. I want to show it But how do you explain how are you, like, I know. Oh, it's, training, well, like... <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, two black transsexuals. One is really, you know, irritating, and the other is a little bit more, like, reasonable, and they're... Yeah. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. She's trying to find her pimp. It doesn't sound like the most appealing premise. And, but and it's you, like... Like, you kind of get sucked up into it. And you oh, start absolutely. to like them. And like, oh, this is like... And it's like, what, was it shot on an iPhone or something? It was, yeah, the well, whole thing. It's gimmick. And, and the thing, the good thing about a gimmick movie is when you forget it's gimmick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because whether the movie's gimmick is, it's the illusion of all one shot. Or it's, it's um, you know, shot on an iPhone. Or, or back in the day when... In the late 90s, early 2000s, like, all people were talking about was film versus digital, which is still around. Mm-hmm. But when you had movies, Steven Sonnenberg doing stuff, or Blair Witch Project, it was a big, wow, movies are not shot on film anymore. 
but when you forget about the gimmick and just enjoy the movie. And Tangerine, like, on paper, you think, oh, might not be appealing to a certain demographic. That's the thing, is the synopsis, like, people will come up to box offices and be like, what's yeah. this movie about? And it's like, well... This is what Sometimes it's about. I don't it's even know. Like, I'm no, yeah. yeah. It sounds like my like a day in the life, and I don't oh, know if so I want to see it. Or I have yeah, a rough no, idea. You really want to see it? You really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 it's it's. We were we were Mel and I were chatting about about the the Oscar debacle, oh. which the uh, the all the white people. all the white people. Man, I hate white people. I'm so I'm so mad at us. White people are getting a bad rap now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. What what have we done? But I so just wrong? read on Twitter that they they're making the Academy's making adjustments. Like yeah, they're gonna yeah. ex, they're gonna um um adjust their membership to allow more women and and minor. I hate the word minorities. Right, that's the word you use. Well. Like, a friend of mine pointed out, he said he read an article, and they said, there's a giant portion of the base who, nothing wrong with, and... Just to be more inclusive. More, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, like, 95-year-old white people who haven't done a movie in 30 years. Yeah. Who... Like but is that, is that true? Is that... Like, that's the perception, oh, yeah. but is that really the percentage? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a these... giant percentage. Like, Michael Keaton said last year, he was at some party, and chatting with... I think he told this story on Letterman, but he was chatting with, like, a 90-year-old woman who like actually last, 90 yeah like an actual 90 year old woman at, a, at an oscar party and who said was like was and was like oh and what did you do and, and was like asking him what he was there for and he was like oh well i'm in a who film are you that's nominated <laughs> oh that's nice you know and like so or like i remember scorsese had a story of of like his movies have been been violent and had a lot of swears in it for 35 years now however long it's been and every time one of his movies gets nominated there's angry 90 year olds saying like that's not what movies should be movies should be ladies in swimming pools doing choreographed dancing you know like so Scorsese's been Scorsese for however long and like I say like I don't think it's but he doesn't like he's an old man but he's he's an old man now he knows good movies he's not like out of he wouldn't be out of touch in terms of what would and I I think it's a mix of of, and I can't say, maybe all these people are horrible, but I think a lot of people, not horrible, but they just, they watch what they watch, they're going to vote for, 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 for Tom Hanks and Jennifer Lawrence and Steven Spielberg every year now, like that's what it's become. I don't think it's racism. No, 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 and, but I think it's like, they're not seeing stuff, they're not maybe, um, they're not making effort to be diverse. They live in a very sad small box. Live in a small mm-hmm. box, and, and that's the reason why, um... You, you can track it. And the thing is, awards don't... Awards mean something from a point of view that... Oh, someone's knocking oh, on the door. Someone's at the door. Someone's <laughs> at the door. We have a special guest. Special guest. This is like Mr. Rogers. Hi. Uh, we, Mel is tending to a customer. Mel's tending to a customer. We're going to keep talking about... Uh, okay, so what was I saying? I don't think they're horrible people, but I think... Well, some of them probably some are. Some of them probably are. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. But I think it's it's... I use the example of... I have a a really cool tin sign on on my my wall at home, and it's the Justice League, and it was drawn by this guy named Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, mm-hmm. not a white guy, and his claim to <laughs> not fame, a white guy. Not that's white his guy. name. That's his, right, name. That, yeah. that's his last name. Not a white guy. So his claim to fame is that he just by happenstance got the gig drawing all the action figure box art 
which was then used for every lunchbox, um, birthday plate, backpack. So for a generation, his stuff is DC Comics. But you look at this thing on the Justice League, and it's like, it's, it's Batman, it's Superman, it's Wonder Woman, it's Green Arrow, it's Green Lantern. And I, and I only looked at this recently, I looked at it, and I went, oh, that's a lot of white people. And, and so for kids growing up, the Justice League was just white. It's weird now that, that it's white people are looking at, yeah. wow, it's a lot of people my race. And you don't think of it, yeah. And the only <laughs> diversity on the Justice League was Martian Manhunter, who's a green guy. That's it, you know? So now... You can't well, change. What we need is for more people to look at that. Yes. Well, it's yeah. not. To, I, mean, I watched the documentary called Misrepresentation. Yeah. And it, that's all stuff that I knew because I've fucking grown up as a woman. But mm-hmm. I literally feel like everybody on the planet should watch that movie, if yeah. only to realize that that uh, objectification of women in the media is not like a natural thing. And yeah. so whatever, like boys will be boys bullshit that like that we're all being fed is is bullshit mm-hmm. yeah and this has nothing to do with race but it's on the same level you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah like what 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 people are paying for you to see is what you're seeing well it's all shifting right it's all kind of yeah there's baby steps in the yeah. right direction my concern is that i don't want to see like black people nominated a black actor nominated because they got to get a black guy in there yeah like you like I, I joked like nobody wants to see eight tyler perry movies up for best picture next but year. You're, you're assuming that a black guy would be nominated because they have yeah to. you're assuming that there's no black guys with talent that would just no no there, there there are but i'm just worried that people will just it'll be kind of like a patronizing kind of vote you well know like, I mean? like this year that's where it is now yeah because like this year I think there's plenty of examples that people pointed at that could have been nominated that weren't. And there were some lazy nominations of... And I thought Spike Lee's press release was very good, very even-handed, where, like, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, like, I've worked with a lot of these people, a lot of them are my friends, but nonetheless, there's something wrong here. Um, Because it's... A lot of people who are nominated, like, in back-to-back years, again and again... So I think they're just kind of, it's like a punch card. Like, oh yeah, Kate Blanchett's very talented. Let's nominate her again. Mm-hmm. And, but like every year, the, the awards are silly because it's subjective, right? Like it, it's, it's not like you're the strongest weightlifter or you're the fastest runner. And every year, like, they're political anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. For it, sure, not everybody should get a cookie. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, even if it's more, even if it's more diverse. Yeah. You still have to, and every Did you year. Just turn the ringer off. Turn the ringer off. <laughs> the phone rang. We just turned the ringer off. Um, but every year, there, there's examples going back decades of like, you know, Fantasia didn't get any nominations. Fight Club didn't get any nominations. Fantasia uh, was terrifying to me. Yeah, like like there's or, or Fight Club. There's all these movies that now are considered classics that don't get nominations. So it's a weird thing because it, it's. Every single year, very rarely do I agree with the winners, and I could point at ten movies that I love that weren't nominated. I'm always seriously disappointed in at least fifty percent of the categories. Yeah, and it's yeah. Tangerine this year. This year, and the, and the thing is, like, well, they look at the Independent Spirit Awards, which I know exactly. people don't care about as much because yeah. it's not the Oscars, but yeah. that there's a lot of diversity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tangerine's got a lot of nominations, and I'll, yeah. and I kind of wish I could watch the the Spirit Awards. I don't get cable, but like the the movies yeah. there are a lot more interesting. Well, and the thing is, and it's not even I think critics Maybe we should be showing the Spirit Awards. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, critics are doing a good job because if you look at and I know like Rotten Tomatoes doesn't quite work, but you look at Rotten Tomatoes and it's like. 
Tangerine has like a hundred percent, or a movie like Dope, or a movie like um, uh, what, Dear White People. I keep on calling it Stupid White People, but I think it's Dear <laughs> White People. All have really high ratings from all the big shot critics. So the critics are doing what they can to the, get the word out. The problem out. is distribution. It's yeah. not let's shut out these stupid indie. Well, maybe it is that. But yeah. Th- the problem isn't the Oscars. The problem is m- getting these movies distributed. Yeah. By the major studios, which often they're not, and if they're not distributed by a major studio, then they're not. They can't afford a big Oscar campaign to. Yeah. It's political. You gotta. Oh yeah. You gotta run a campaign. But then at the same fucking time, the Revenant. Just yeah. fucking. What are they? So I guess yeah, they have a bunch of fucking money to throw around by all accounts. Yeah. Though the movie's coming out on January eighth. So how the fuck? Like I don't like Leo, so as far well, as I'm concerned, he shouldn't be an Oscar contender. His movie's coming out this well, year. Well, I had, I had heard that like one of the reasons he's being nominated is because he has money. I know. And <laughs> and you go to dinner with the right people, so even if it's more diverse, you still have to play the game, right? It's not a, it's not about fairness. It's or it's, I forget who it was. It's a total political yeah game. I might be getting this wrong, but I believe like you can go back and and point at this over and over and over again. But the year, everybody, fans and critics thought Dustin Hoffman should have won Best Actor for The Graduate back in the day. He was up against John Wayne, who objectively is a horrible actor. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but bad actor. But what, he won for True Grit True Grit, I think, yeah. yeah. So he won, and everybody was like, no, the other four <clears throat> people should have won. But it was, it was more of a Lifetime Achievement Award. It was like, wow, that, he's, he's made us a lot of money and he's old. That and that, that was right. That point specifically was when Hollywood was changing. Yeah. When John Wayne was becoming... <clears throat> John Wayne was old yeah. and becoming irrelevant and Dustin Hoffman and all these kind yeah. of grittier actors were starting to make Hollywood movies and it was right when that was sort of shifting. So maybe that's happening again. again maybe yeah. there's a shift. And there's so there's so much good stuff. And, and all it's doing, I think, is in a good way making the Oscars look stupid because if you could point at Sundance and Independent Spirit and the, the, the BAFTAs and whoever, and, and you're like, you guys are doing a better job at this. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, and ironically... Maybe this is how Hollywood breaks. Yeah, ironically, the year that Chris <laughs> Rock's hosting... They've broken before. Yeah. That's yeah, true. It's a, like Chris Rock's hosting it, so that's going to be fun, right? Like, but he got, he, got a bad, um, he got bad review. I thought he did a good job when he hosted a few years ago, but everyone shit on him. Almost every single year But they all get shit on Yeah. Him. Almost every single year. I met year. the guy and he was irritated. <laughs> you met Chris Rock? He came to the Rito Center to fucking see a movie one time and I'm sitting at the box office and I'm like, no, this can't be him. He's just with this random guy. It's just yeah. like some random guy. But then he started talking and I literally, <laughs> there was poo in my pants. It was, was just sort here? of like. Oh, was, was he like, doing stand-up here? It was, was like, like one of the last. Uh, yeah. yeah. He came to the NEC or something yeah. like that? Yeah, and I just, like, I, I shat my pants, but that. at the same time I found him so irritating. Was he, he was nice or like, was he? Yeah, he was just like, whatever. But you and, just but don't I like that thing, vo- his voice, his where it's voice yeah. Is just so, mm. I like him. I, like him. I, I, <laughs> I think he's funny. I like David Letterman, which was like a train donkey. wreck of an Oscars, right? Like, well, I remember John Stewart when he was hosting. He's like, you know what? David Letterman was hilarious hosting the Oscars. Yeah, and and Dave Dave came to his own defense, which is rare because he's so self deprecating. He's like, yeah. he was like, let me try again because if it was a train wreck before. Best case scenario, you like me better. Worse. worst case, it's even worse. And then I just look horrible. You know, like he was trying to get, get back. But I admit I am a giant fan of his. But I remember watching, and it's one of those things where you, you ever watch a movie and you either like or hate it. And then the next day realize the rest of the world disagrees with you. And you're like, why did that happen? Yeah. Why, I don't know. Like, but 
It's fine if other people like him. I just find his voice irritating. His jokes are good. Yeah. He's great as the donkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always, like, the Oscars for me, it's like, I don't, I, like, especially, and I'm not just saying this because we host them, they're super fun to come and see. <laughs> yeah, I have, you like, know, like, obviously by what we're saying right now, yeah. the Oscars are not my bag. Yeah. But I've had a great time working there. Yeah, I mean, and it, I enjoy yeah. the experience if, because if, I get to work it. If you look at it as like a pageant, you know, yeah. a silly show, yeah. it's fun. But and people, it, and the fact that people take it so goddamn seriously, yeah. even with this whole thing, it's like, come on! Like, I think well, good movies, is, good like, movies are more important than we awards. shouldn't be taking it seriously. No. But no. for a significant chunk of people, it's like sort of marks an advancement in their career. Yes, and so they should all get a fair shot at that. And so, coming back to the original topic, I definitely think that they need to be more inclusive. Yeah, you know. But yeah, no, I, I agree. But I mean, I just think it's more important for. Somebody, I think, like if I there were movie theater awards for like, ooh, we would win. We, yeah, we would obviously win. But if we didn't win, and it was that totally, wouldn't make us well, and it was totally skewed in favor of the other guys, the shitty plex. Yeah, um, you know, which it probably would be. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, in those, if you look at things in those terms, I would be fucking pissed if they got away with all the awards because it's like mm-hmm. you have shitty popcorn, you have a bad candy selection, mm-hmm. your staff doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think what this will help too is is more and more. Again, I'll, I'll go back to just referencing comic books. That's what I know. <laughs> but but comic books again, it's baby steps. But both creators and characters are getting better and better and better. So, like, like uh, an artist-writer who I love named Amanda Connor is writing um, Harley Quinn. And um, in cultural diversity, in, like, the real mainstream stuff, like, right now we have a black Captain America. And we have a, a, um, a female Thor. Yeah. And uh, our Captain Marvel's name is Kamala Khan. You know, like, so we're very getting diverse, and it's, and it's, and it's good, and it's working. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it is proving by the letters they're receiving and the publicity, that it's attracting more um, women and girls to the medium. It's attracting more diversity to the medium. Yeah. It's making more creators. Do- so so I think with movies, maybe this will open up the eyes too of the studios. And, I mean, yes, it's Star Wars, but Star Wars has uh, a female and a black guy lead that have gotten very good reviews and everyone liked. So... Hollywood only cares about money. Yeah. So they'll go, oh, we can do that more, you know? And, like, my, my friend Kelly has two two little girls, like, both, like, under five years old, I believe. Um, and he's genuinely excited about uh, Ghostbusters, Paul Figg's Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. because he's like, my girls will have this behind them now. Mm-hmm. They will have what is hopefully going to be a, like, I can't, I don't know if it's good yet, I've just got my fingers crossed, but a good female-driven action-adventure movie. Yeah. And I didn't have that, you know, like there was like, you know, we, we had like, you know, Ripley, like, but, yeah. but now we're going to have more and more of Ghostbusters and, 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 and female superheroes and female, and that's awesome. You know, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So it's all good. And, and we still have plenty of white dudes making movies. So it's like, we can all get along. Well, just, well, just to go, I think, um, <clears throat> just to put this in, in <clears throat> a different perspective, um, I forget who it was, maybe Tyler Perry or somebody, said, like, look, like, Do the Right Thing from Spike Lee and Driving Miss Daisy were both nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Driving Miss Daisy won. Yeah. But which movie is still talked about today after, yes. you know, 25 oh, years? Oh, for sure, yeah. And Do the Right Thing is more relevant today, arguably. Yeah. 
So it just goes to show you that like a lot of movies win Oscars and then they get oh, yeah. forgotten. Yeah. And then the ones that don't, you know, the but ones that are probably more diverse. Maybe it's because of their selection. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if they, yeah. if they. Like I, I bet there's you... definitely a conservative sort of they. They don't like comedies. Yeah. They don't like genre films. I mean, the fact that Mad Max is nominated is huge. That's it bad. is huge. That, I'm amazed by I that. It wins all the things. Yeah. yeah. It happens every once in a while because, like, way back in the day, Star Wars, Jaws. And rewind six months, I didn't give a shit about action movies. Yeah. I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. Mad Max. Lord of the Rings, you know. Well, like, I hope George Miller wins because it's like, that's an achievement. You know, this yeah. 70 year old guy making one of the biggest action movies of the last yeah. decade at but least. But if he doesn't. Who cares? Because he's still George Miller, yeah. you know. But yeah. it, it's it's uh, so it's funny because like you know I'm guilty of sticking Oscar winner when I'm doing Twitter and stuff. But but it it really is like if I go back and think of what I think is and there's a difference between best movie and favorite movie. But I don't look at Army of Darkness and go, oh that has zero Oscar nominations. I still love it, you know. Like yeah. it, and and it's um, it, it's also like a weird thing. Um, you know, we work at a movie theater, so so your opinion sort of has to take the back burner. Oh yeah, uh, at, uh, to to a point, mm-hmm. you know. Like I don't really like Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, but we but still have to play his movies, and, and they, make they still us do a lot well. Of money. Yeah. Like I had to be careful describing when I was filling in for you a couple of days ago when you were on your deathbed. We were screening <laughs> Macbeth, and when I was talking to it off the record, I was like. I was like, I think this is on me. Like, I'm uncultured, but I'm just done with Shakespeare. Like, I don't know. I've seen too much Shakespeare, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've seen another movie version of Macbeth. And I've seen, like, mm-hmm. a PBS play of it kind of thing. Somebody told me, if you're going to see Macbeth, this is the Macbeth that you should see. Yeah. But I was just kind of like... It was one of those movies just for me where I was like, good job, everybody. I didn't like it. But when somebody comes up... I was kind of there, too. Like, yeah. I, I liked it, but, you know... And when and someone comes up to the box office, I don't lie, but 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 you know I can't be like no don't come <laughs> like I I, yeah. just, I just feel like oh well you know Michael Fassbender's great great cinematography it's a pretty straightforward you know faithful rendering of the play and yeah that's as good as it gets I feel yeah good acting good you know cinematography but it's not outstanding but I remember when I worked in a video store at which are all extinct you know so like like. The powers that be would... Hold on. What? Glee videos. Glee videos. How are they still there? Good on them, but it's amazing, you know? Um, we weren't allowed to... We were not supposed... We were all, yeah, you know, Kevin Smith-style clerks, so it's, it's, we didn't care. <laughs> but, like, we were... Like, you're supposed to answer a certain way or just bold-faced lie. So if somebody came in and went, what do you think of Pixels? I'd have to say, it's the best yeah, adventure I... movie I've seen in my life. Well, you can't. You know? like, I, was, I was honest with a customer once. Yeah. She came and saw You're fired. the Linda the Linda Lovelace movie. Oh yeah. No no no. This is this is a, an example of how to. I yeah. only I rarely do this right. Yeah. I rarely. Um. She's like, is this? She came to see, uh, see the Linda Lovelace movie, and she's like, is this any good? And I'm like, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But I was honest, and I said, well, it's got some good performances. I don't think it's fantastic, but you know, I think you should see it. Maybe you'll yeah. enjoy it. And she's like, oh, thank you for your honesty. I'll go see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So it can. There Sometimes is a right way to do it. There's often, I mean, I don't... I will never tell a person a bad movie that? is no. good. I can't do that. No, same. And it's like, especially because at that point in time, if they come out pissed off, I'm, I'm the one who's yeah. endorsing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've been yelled at. But at like, the same time, the we have to... We have to this was a good... Watch our words. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But somebody, I, I'll never forget, it was at last year's Oscars, 
I was standing there, and we all dressed up nice and everything. I was dressed up nice and everything. And it was after Birdman... I already forget. It won Best Picture, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It won, I yeah. didn't like Birdman at all. See, and that's the thing. You, yeah. So, I loved Birdman. Mm-hmm. And that shows you, like, two people who are friends, who get along, who like a lot of the same yeah, things. Yeah. But you can disagree. Yeah. So, if Andrew and I can disagree where I'm like, I love well, Birdman. Well, I'm in, it's a minority opinion for me, yeah. right? No, I feel the same way as you, but and, Greg loved it. And so we... But were, I like The Revenant, the director's new movie. I haven't seen okay. that, so. yeah. But but a woman walked out. I have low hopes. It's furious, <laughs> and she was putting on her coat like she had waited to the end, and now she was oh, no. leaving angry. And she was like, "I hated that movie. I didn't know what was happening." And I just kind of went, "I really liked it." And she went, and like walked away. But it's just like, that's fine that you don't like it, but you can't get mad that other people like it. Like no. like the, the example I always use is is I, I I you know not use the word hate, but I really did not like Avatar. Mm. clearly somebody liked it because it was now it's the number two biggest film of all time was nominated for Oscars somebody don't just, tell yeah. don't tell James Cameron yeah. guys I don't. think it's just because they asked for a higher percentage of ticket sales when it first came yeah out. yeah yeah like, <laughs> but everyone, I like Avatar but I don't love it I think it's a good technical achievement but that's yeah. about it I don't think it's this excellent script oh what is it what movie that's is fair. it James Cameron's a brilliant guy Gwen um, came to see early on when we were dating but it's not a winner no, I don't think, you know. I had to work one night. I'm not going to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. I had to work one night, and Gwen ended up coming to see a movie. If I'm not making this up, Gwen and Julia came to see a movie, and it was They Live. I couldn't come mm. see it, because I was end up I was working. But I was like, oh, I'll go see it. And it was back when she still, like, was trying to impress me, so she'd, like, come to see movies she didn't like and stuff like that. And she really didn't like They Live. And I love They Live. But that's fine, right? Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, yeah, that's okay. You know, but it was a joke. I was like, oh, this might not work out now. <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's it's all subjective. Like, it's all... It'd be boring if you both loved everything. Yeah. And it makes it better because, like, we like, if we like different TV... There's some TV shows we both like and we'll watch together. But if there's some shows we don't like, that means when we're apart, we have a, a, a TV do. show to watch, you know? Yeah, like, it, it's... But all movies can't be the same. You can't, like... I'm sure there's some crazy horror movie that I like that my mom would never watch, but we can both still come see, you know, the Pixar movie together or whatever. I took my mom to see The Hateful Eight. Oh my God, how was that? And uh, she walked out pretty perplexed Ah, because it's not, you know, a traditional... Yeah. It's a Tarantino movie. It's a little weird, right? Yeah. And she's like... I assume she's seen a Tarantino movie Oh yeah, she saw Django and she really liked it, but this one is like one of his most twisted films, right? Tarantino-E? Yeah, and um, she's like, I don't know if I really liked it. But then we talked and talked and talked and talked about it. And yeah. she was pointing out things to me that I didn't see the first time around. Mm. And, you know, so I think she probably liked it more than she realized because there was lots to talk about afterwards. Yeah. What's our time? I really we haven't talked about, like, anything. Uh, I think it is, uh, we're getting close to the end. Okay, yeah. so I guess we could just mention uh, our movies this week. We're playing Brooklyn again. We're going to play Brooklyn for, for the rest days. of our lives. <laughs> it won't end. I still haven't seen it, but it's Lee good. said it's really good. Lee liked it. Lee, yeah, Lee liked it. Yeah. And he was ashamed. Which is, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like I don't really say things like this. But... It's not Have a Lee movie. It? Yeah, no. So the fact that he liked it says a lot. <laughs> he was like, and most people like it. That made me feel human emotions. Yeah, the distributor was like... Please play it more. Because Yeah, Lee was like, I don't think we're going to keep it for another week. And the distributor was like, please, please do. Please do. Mm. You're the only one playing it downtown, so ah. so we've got it for another week. It's doing well, too, mm-hmm. though. And, yeah. yeah. But and it's an Oscar are. movie. Yeah. yeah. Concussion with Will Smith. Which is an example of a Golden Globe nomination for the actor that didn't get an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's uh, 
I'm more excited that he's going back out on tour with DJ Jazzy Jeff this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just heard that. Uh, but yeah, so that's a um, um, award-winning Golden Globe nominated uh, drama about uh, real life uh, neurosurgeon. Yeah, who's trying to save the world and stop all the athletes from dying from concussions. Learning about concussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then tonight we have Ip Man three. So we're recording this on Co-starring, Friday. Starring, yeah, so it is Friday yeah. today. But it, we have it for other screenings as well. This yeah, Ip Man 3 is tonight, Friday at 9, and uh, the 25th and the 26th at 9. And it co-stars Mike Tyson. And I always love when we have a movie that is yeah, the actual date. Here, like, so I, yeah. was, I was putting the flyer together, and Lee was like, why did you choose a woman poster for this movie? Because Mike Tyson is in it, and also Donnie Yen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... Because I wouldn't come see this movie based on that. And I'm not even... You wouldn't go see a movie with Mike Tyson? (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't be my go-to. You know what I mean? Like, his name is already on the poster anyway. But I I didn't really think about it. I thought it was just, like, the nicest poster. But hopefully some uh, some ladies come out to see it. Because of the poster that I chose. Nerds are going to come see it anyways, right? So, It Man is... It's the story of the man who uh, trained Bruce Lee. Yeah. uh, Years before. And it's, you know big martial arts extravaganza yeah so it's kind of like a fantastical biopic like an exaggerated yeah. biopic they're really fun movies they're really entertaining and this one has the character and bruce donnie lee yen is, is excellent yeah. and bruce lee's in this one for the first time i think right uh yeah and we have carol carol yeah. which is up for six oscars a uh, couple for the actors for Kate blanchett and rudy mara i think that'll do really well for us a lot of people have been asking for it yeah we've had good luck with oscar films the last little while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's Cape Blanchett, who's always good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so I'm looking for it. And that's like a true story. It's like it got a... Is it a true story? No, it's based on a novel. Based on... Is it? Okay. So, it got... Interesting award... There's an award called the Queer Palm at the the Con Awards. So, it's like it's like the... It, it's a... To honor, you know, a gay or lesbian film or, or, or story, whatever. The Parma for Weirdos? Yeah, like it's, <laughs> but it's interesting because like it, it is like queer used to be kind of a bad word and now it's like an accepted word. Well, but, yeah, we clean. But they wrote a really there's a really good little write up you can check it on IMDb of like why it got that award and it's just saying how it's like a great representation of a of a female love story and, mm, and set a, in the fifties, set in the fifties, and that it's a major studio who produced it, so it's a breakthrough for that, and that's why it's got this award. So cool. Yeah, so that's another Oscar caliber movie that we have this week. And uh, Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show, show. Saturday at eleven forty-five with Post- the Absent Friends Shadowcast. Yeah, and that's always that's always a good time. People still don't realize. People still come in and be like, oh. "People dress up for that." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh yes. yeah, we have like people bring live, their kids. We have Please a live do. cast." Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is rated what PG fourteen, so you can bring kids if you want. Yep. Yeah. You can bring your kids. It's not restricted. So if we let fifteen year olds in, you can't yell at us. <laughs> no, but they do swear before the show. So yeah. Keep that in mind. And then, is that it? Uh, and another Ottawa premiere, Al Purdy was here on oh, the 27th yeah. and 28th. This is about the Canadian poet. I think that's going to do really well. Yeah. It's Margaret Atwood endorsed. Oh my God. Yeah. So it, it will do well. I'm going to tag Margaret Atwood on every tweet I ever make now. <laughs> Even the ones about it yeah. then. And, yeah. Just, eh, yeah. Gonna, Margaret Atwood would be probably like, like Star Wars Episode 7, Margaret Atwood. Um, because I You're going to make her trend. I tagged her. I was naive that she was big on social media, I admit. So I said, like, documentary about the legendary poet featuring um, 
Margaret Atwood and three or four or Leonard Cohen and and uh, 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 Bruce Coburn, a, a number of big shot Canadians are in it. But she was the only one who had an act. Mm. Leonard Cohen doesn't. Uh, Gord Downey didn't. She was the only one who had an act. And right away, she or her people retweeted and commented on it. This is coming to Ottawa. And then we got like, no exaggeration, got like 40 new members, like in a snap. Mm. And it just went out. And then, and then people were commenting on it like, oh, I wish this was coming to Victoria. Oh, I wish this was coming to oh, Halifax. Wow. Mm-hmm. So her, her followers. So I was like, holy cow, like... Like, I hope Margaret Atwood should be a movie critic, because then, <laughs> then I could, like, comment on her more on, on Twitter. I'll just ask her, be like, hey, Margaret Atwood, uh, what do you think of It Man 3? That'd be awesome. But it was an interesting example of social media at work, seeing it, it the, the octopus arms go out from, mm-hmm. from the, the power of Atwood. Mm-hmm. But... And finally, Legend with Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. With two Tom Hardys. Two, two Tom Hardys. Two Tom Hardys for the price of one. As, I'm going to have uh, to have the, a private screening. For uh, as uh, the Cray Brothers. Great. And I was saying, I saw a movie, if I remember correctly, about 20 some odd years ago, if I'm remembering right, here at the Mayfair, called The Craze. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Crazy, The Craze. Yeah. So the same story. Yeah. Um, but th- those are two different actors. D- yeah. And, and this is two Tom Hardys, which I always like. Yeah. You always watch those movies, and even with today's technology, it's funny to think that he's like, looking at an extra in a Tom Hardy costume or, you know, it's, it's like... Is it that or is he just talking at nothing? Is it like... Yeah, talking at, <laughs> yeah, talking at a tennis ball on a stick saying, like, this is, this is you. And then, like, some, some assistant director it, very half-assed is off-camera going, mah, 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 reading the lines back to him. Um, but, yeah, Tom Hardy's always great. He's... Um, what, what's the... I, I couldn't remember the name of it. What's the movie the one where he's driving in a car for 90 minutes? Locke. Locke, which is fantastic. So good. It's just him in a car being a bad person for like 90 <laughs> minutes. But So yeah, and I kind of roundabout publicized um, this one, Legend, on my Oscar blurb by saying like, featuring Mad Max himself, yeah. which is nominated for 10 Oscars, and he's nominated for The Revenant. Yeah. So it's like, come see him in another come see an Oscar nominated actor in another movie a lot of people said he was either going to get a nomination for Revenant Mad Max or Legend they weren't Revenant's gonna, probably the right yeah they were going to give him three before. but they said like a lot can of times can you imagine they just keep the camera on him the whole yeah, time yeah <laughs> like it's very rare it's happened but very rare for an actor to get a nomination twice in the same year because they'll just do that they'll just be like ah we're not going to give you two you'll, you'll get one you know but like um yeah, Tom Hardy's always awesome, so I'm looking forward to see that one, mm-hmm. too. And Saturday Night Cinema returns on January 30th. Yeah. So next weekend, which mm-hmm. is secret. We can't tell you. We, and it's I not porno. It That's all we can confirm. Yeah. It's, or it's, maybe it's almost porno, erotic, but not not porno porno. Yeah. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because I've been getting that question from regulars. Is yeah. it going to be porno? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like, no, don't worry. It'll be like some kind of... Kind of post-apocalyptic... I think that's the one yeah. people think that... The, the one thing that people are wondering. Yeah. Um, it's like the biggest question. Not necessarily because they're prudish, but because I think some people just find that boring to watch. Yeah. Also, like, oversaturation for yeah. a while there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, la- the last four secret movies we screened were more post-apocalyptic in nature. Yep. And I think now the kind of stuff available to us is more of kind of drive-in type movies mm-hmm. or, or those kind of things. I guess we should note that it's not 35mm anymore. No, it'll be di- uh, Blu-rays. Yeah. We ran out. But it's, man, it's But still, they'll look great and they'll sound great. Genuinely, yeah. I'm not just saying this to try to sell it. Like, a couple times when 
more than a couple of times when we sneak in here to like watch a movie on Blu-ray or something. Man, it looks good. Like it just <laughs> it looks really really nice up there. Um, so yeah, so it'll still look great, and it's you know, and it's free for members. So and just, you just need to buy a ten dollar membership, and, and it's getting to see something on the big screen. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. Even like, if you like these kind of movies, you don't get to see them on the big screen much. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of mm-hmm. selling treat. Point. You, you did. That's it. I, I think that's it. We were going to get to the end. It was like we got so distracted with good conversation that we didn't yeah. talk about anything at all for the movies. But um, go to House of Targ for pierogies and pinball. Audible dot com slash audibletrial dot com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast for a free trial and free audiobook. And uh, you can listen to us on Blast the Radio. Blast the Radio. Yeah. So cool. Blast yeah. the <laughs> That's why we had to make sure to record a podcast today on Friday because so, yeah, we're on the radio because we, tomorrow. We're syndicated Saturdays at 2. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we always we have, have to, de- we have a deadline. We now. always have a <laughs> deadline now. We have to at least record one sometime before a Friday. Yeah. So we don't let down our our tens of radio listeners. <laughs> we probably get like He's doing really well, right? Like he's doing. Like I looked at his numbers; it's, he's a, it's crazy. Like over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Wow. He tweeted something the other day, like looking for an efficient way to promote your local business. Yeah. And with just like an image of how many listeners he has, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> cool. All okay. Right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. See you later. Bye, everybody. I'm gonna stay, but bye. <laughs>